Hey brothers, this is Dennis with The Rock Podcast coming at you once again. Man, Life Lessons has a has a way of showing you you. One thing I try to do is when I go through uh, life, I always have, a, you know, the older I've gotten, I've always tried to allow the Holy Spirit to give me self-examination. It's a scripture in Psalm 139 where it says, if you find anything in fault and offensive in me, you know, I'm just paraphrasing, let, let me know what's going on. But I want to talk about in this podcast, I want to talk about a father's love, a father's love. Hey man, I've been a father <clears throat> for 16 years. My oldest boy was born in 2005. And man, I'm learning so much about him. I'm learning more about him than he is about me. And you learn about the transformation that they go through as young men. And I got a second boy. He's born 2008. And so um, he's 14. And they, they, they're taller than me, but the ability to reason and the ability to, to articulate, it blows my mind. And you think that they don't listen they, they get it but it's not about me giving it to them it's about God using me to speak the right words to them on this podcast I'm putting myself out there <laughs> put myself on blast street and um and I'm putting myself out there because you know I, I pray that this helps other men you know to love their children then I got my baby girl she's born 2014 She's eight years old. It's my baby. It's my apple of my eye. All of them, all three of them are. And I just got a wonderful wife. I've been married for 21 years uh, on September 22nd this year. Um, <clears throat> but I want to talk about being a father. And one thing about being a father, uh, you know, when I was growing up, I didn't know what a father, I didn't know how a father was in terms of how to love your children. My dad, you know, and I got a, I got a book coming out, and it's, it's, I'm, I'm trying to get this book out by at least September or October. I'm trying to get really get it out there, and I and I believe, and this is it's a it's a memoir about my life. It's called Broken Son to Restored Man, and so, um, you know, and I'm still trying to I'm still fiddling with the title a little bit. I got one of my mentors doing a foreword in there, uh, John Finch. His book is called The Father Effect. And he and it's a good book. Check his book out too. John Finch. That's F-I-N-C-H. He's my mentor. Um, you know, and he he's awesome man. The guy he goes around the country. He, as a matter of fact, he has a, um, a little short movie called The Father Effect. He talks about how <clears throat> fathers affect lives, negative and positively, but mostly negative on his side, and what he learned from it. And I'm in my book is saying the same thing. So I'm kind of I'm kind of in a on the fence about the name, but uh, I, I definitely put my I put myself out there. But I want to put myself out here on this podcast. I don't know. I may continue this on. I don't know. I may just try to get all of it here, you know, in this thirty minute segment. But I'm I'm learning so much about being a father to my kids. Your children, men, are the single most important gift that God can give you. And I believe my I believe by I believe I believe uh, men run away from being a father 
because it, it, it's, it's responsibility, it's accountability, and what you're doing, you're showing that child your vulnerability. That kid is seeing who you, seeing you for who you really are, and this is and and this it's a toxic masculinity that's so messed up that I hate it with, with a passion. I say hate because it is it has it, it has enhanced the ego, the male ego, so much so that the male feel like his exterior or exterior or his external person has to be the person of who he really is you see these men out here man let's let's face it man you we hurt just like a woman does just being honest now i may not be is on the same level emotionally but we can be emotional too and one thing we got to realize is that it's okay to be human none of us are superman and, and it's just a it's a toxic masculinity that I hate out here um, that tries to poison the hearts of young men trying to grow up and be human. It's okay to cry. It's okay to it's okay to cry. And I know I grew up thinking, you know, I, I used to tell my boys when they were older, when they were younger, they suck it up, be a man. That's actually not being a man. That's being a robot. That's being a person who's who's without emotion. <clears throat> but I'm, I'm I'm here to tell you that. It's nothing wrong with being human. God made us that way. The, the Bible says in, in Hebrews 4, 14, 4, Hebrews 4, 15, I believe, it says that Jesus was tempted at, at all points like we were, but yet he was without sin. I think I'm saying that from the right scripture. But he was tempted. He was he felt everything. They say he can sympathize with our weaknesses because he, hey, Jesus, he they say he sweated and was anguished in the garden of Gethsemane. He didn't want to go to that cross but he, he went through anguish he went through pain he was he, you know he was 100% he was 100% God 100% him he was a hypostatic union right so we had a man that expressed himself through emotion Jesus he got mad he made a whip and started whipping whipping tail up in the, in the, in the uh, temple because they made his his father's house a den of thieves he made they made a place where they were they, they, they were uh, desecrating what the true temple was for and that's to worship God and it took it to sell things and trade things and make money <clears throat> still doing that today technically but I'm not gonna get into that but I'm, I just want to I just want to touch on a father's love because something happened to me today and it, and it broke me down um, and I'm gonna come from the book um, it's a book by Man Alive it's a book by Patrick Morley called Man Alive we've been reading this in my small group and man, when they read this book, it broke down everything within me. And, I, and actually, it got put into practice today. The male ego is something that is supposed to give us confidence in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But it's something that's supposed to be used uh, in a place where we do things for him and we serve him, we serve God, and we do it to protect our confidence in him. But what we do is, you know, the toxic masculinity, it, 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 it poisons the ego into thinking that you have to be something you're not. And I'm just tired of, I'm, I'm actually tired of seeing it. And I know I'm still getting broken down in areas um, and, and God is teaching me what a true man is. So I don't have necessarily have scriptures, but I'm going to just talk. Okay. I'm going to talk. Men, I'm gonna talk. I'm, I'm gonna kind of centralize around, centralize this around loving our children. Now, I know how to love my wife. I'm still learning. I'm still. That's something I, I've truly, truly 
became I became great at loving my wife and I could still do a lot more at loving her but man what I'm learning is how to love my children especially my boys how my baby girl but my boys I'm learning how to love them where they're at and I'm gonna read I'm gonna read a book uh, from Patrick Moore I'm gonna read a couple of excerpts out of here and the thing he said he said how to really love a child nothing is more precious to a more, more precious to a man than his children if you if your children are doing well all of your other problems will fit into a thimble raising godly kids today takes intentionality that means the right amount of structure time prayer hugs encouraging words verbal affection that's a big that's best huge i'm gonna come back to that much my, my own children are grown now I did not I did a lot of things wrong, but here are 10 practical love and action things I did right for you to consider. Remember, love is what love does. Now it talks about number one, paying your children to read a Bible. I'm still working on my work on that one. Lead your children in, in, in family devotions. Establish work boundaries. Protect your time. Me and my wife came to a decision. We're protecting our Fridays with our kids. And then we have this thing every Friday called Be Frank Fridays be frank being being forward can we let our kids say whatever's on, on their heart to say and it's been very it's been a blessing make your family your number one ministry we gotta make our family sometimes we make our career our ministry we make uh we make our ministry we make our ministry our ministry our first ministry like whether you, you, you whether you're a pastor or you you have a foundation or your job it becomes it should not take precedence over your children or your family because you can make all the money on the planet, but man, I'm telling you, your kids would, would rather have you than the money. Now, it's okay to have the money, but they want you to have the money. And I'm going to go into that in a minute. Spend time and date your children. Had a good time. Um, I, try to, I try to be intentional about this. Um, I went and uh, spent time with my boys. My boys came to me. Well, my youngest boy came to me and said, Dad, could you um, take me and my friends out? And I took them. I took them out to, to a jumpy spot, to a trampoline spot. Took him and four of his friends. Two, two. I think one of four of his friends. It was five. Of, it was five of them. Nice young man too. Took them there, and then we also went out to eat afterward. And just uh, this is my second time. This is my third. Third. I think it's my third time taking them out. I think it's my third time. I think it's my third time. Third, so I, third, I think it's my third time. No, it's my, it's my, it's my, it's my second time. And so uh, it just, just being around them and hearing them talk, nice, fine young men, but just dating my children, take, spending that quality time with my, with my boys and his friends, you know. And uh, it was, it was, it was really good. And uh, my, I took my, I did a spontaneous date with my, with my daughter. She's eight years old, and uh, she was sitting there. So let's go get some Dairy Queen. When I got some Dairy Queen, ate it, felt good about it. And uh, just talked to her and kicked it and laughed and and just had a good time. Then my oldest boy, um, I just sat down. We watched. We watched it. My, my 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 oldest boy's a homebody. He's man. He he's an introvert. He's like he likes to chill. He's a he's he's a heck of an artist. I call him Kobe, man. He's a great artist. He's gonna great artist. He's gonna be a great artist. He's gonna do great things for God with his animation. He loves animation and he's he's connected to it. And he's gonna do it to the glory of God. But me and I sat back and watched the show together. You know, watched two, three episodes, and um, and we just had a good time talking about those episodes. And then um, just just spending that quality time getting to know my children, because you have a house full of noise, and you say, "Oh, I want you, I want them to get out of here." 
But man, you get to the place where you start appreciating the noise because when they're gone, man, when they out the house, it's gonna have big, it's gonna be a big house with no one in it. Just it's gonna be my wife, but don't you're gonna miss the noise. We got three, we got three kids and a dog, and he's our fourth kid. His name is Rocky, he's a golden doodle. His name is Rocky, he's a golden doodle, and I just love him so much. He'll be a year old uh, on the 30th of this month, so he got to celebrate his birthday too. He's one of the family. But just being intentional about taking your kids, I'm gonna keep going. Number six, pray for and encourage your children with words every day. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm putting myself on blast on something. I uh, put myself on here on blast because uh, today, this happened today. Um, I was talking to my boy earlier. My, my oldest boy is about to graduate high school, man, and I'm so proud of him. He's been through a lot, man. He's had a, he's had a tough two or three years, man. Um, but he's God's just really blessing him and he's coming out of it and he's growing and he's so mature he's so articulate oh he's so I love to hear him talk um you know where 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 I where I came from and what I was always told is you know man up suck it up you know but man I'm gonna tell you something man to to, to be emotionally scared you know to go to school he's you know, he's he's stepping, he's about to step out and do something. He's about to become an adult. And it can be scary, man. Fathers, don't be so quick to, to push your kids out the house. Or just be so quick to tell them to man up and be so quick to just say, you know what? You know, you you know, you know, set these goals and plans on your kids and then put them in a spot where then if they underperform, man, that's a lot of pressure for your child to go through that and i'm not saying that you know you should teach them responsibility and you, you should let them make their own decisions you put they need to be in, in situations where they have to make decisions and they have to step out and do things and my oldest boy has been doing that all of them are doing it. we try to put them in situations where they make decisions but i i was reminded of something today i um seen them i seen them this morning i encouraged them about college and things of that nature and the things some goals we wanted to meet and I gave them some, some encouraging words and so after that you know I got a little irritated about something later on there's something that they did and you know you know kids gonna be kids and so we ended up uh they did something and we didn't like it and you know I just told him I said you know I just told him I said he said he was scared about something I said well if you think you're scared nah you're gonna be scared when you go to school it went totally against what I told him this morning I gave him a word of encouragement earlier but then I turned around and and, and hit them with a word scared be calling somebody telling somebody they're going to be scared is the worst thing you can do you're speaking fear on your kids you're speaking fear so I spoke fear on him and he defended it he said dad I don't know which way you, which way you're going with this you told me this morning that you that the way you came to me and talked to me it was more encouraging this time you just telling them it was it is totally different so it's, it looked me it made me look bipolar and I think about the scripture where it says a double-minded man is, is unstable in all his ways. I was being double-minded. I was saying one thing about the situation, but then when I got a little irritated, then I started speaking something crosswise against what uh, against what I told him that morning. And I just, the old dentist, the dentist that didn't know any better, you know, would have said, man, you know what, suck it up, I don't care. But the, the, but the love my wife said, just want you to listen. Don't get caught up in the tone of what he said. Because my son got angry. He got he started getting, you know, got, he got sharp and angry. 
gotta let your, your kids express themselves if they're not disrespecting you and doing all that stuff let them get angry it's okay for them to get upset you know as long as i disrespect you and my wife said listen don't my wife said just listen listen don't don't think i said man what's up with your tone you you're, you don't, don't use that tone with me my wife said listen to don't listen to the tone listen to the heart behind the tone and and then he was talking and talking god arrested me right there he said you saying something you saying something you, you're confusing them you're saying you can you're encouraging them in one one way but then you t- you're encouraging them one way but then you you tear them down the next and i just went on there and just i just grabbed him and gave him a hug and i actually kissed him he don't like me kissing him he pushed my face away they don't kiss me i don't care i kiss you too i don't care if you're 55 i'm gonna kiss you but i, I turned around i hugged him and i said i grabbed his face i'm saying i'm sorry man for for just doing that to you i apologize and I looked at him and I said, I love you, man. And his whole countenance changed. He opened up like a, he opened up, man, like a flower, man. And, and no man opened up like flowers. That doesn't, ain't nothing, ain't nothing feminine about that. But he opened up, man. And, and we talked and we kicked it. And I cut his hair. I do cut hair. I cut the hair. I cut the hair and I cut his hair. And uh, we talked about some other things. And God told me that moment, he said, that's how I treat you. I want you to treat him like I treat you. Man, we we got to get out of this 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 mindset that you know, man, you know, hey, I don't want my son to be soft, and I want him to be. Man, I'm telling you, you are ten, you are messing your son up by not telling that boy how much you love him. Even God affirmed Jesus when He told him when He's getting baptized, you know, by, by John the Baptist, and then He turned He turned around and told He said from heaven, God said from heaven, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. He affirmed Jesus, man. And God is always affirming us. And we need to affirm our kids, man. Because look, you got a world that's waiting to eat our kids alive. They need fathers. Thank God for the mothers. Thank God for the mothers carrying them and, and loving them and, you know, and nursing them and, and being there for them. But man, these children, our sons and our daughters need fathers to, to, to show them love. Because if we don't show them love, man, they're going to try to get it from the world. They're gonna try to get it through, through, through sports and drugs and womanizing and you know, other you know, same sex attraction things of that nature. It's gonna take them off. But when you have a godly father that's setting a standard and following Christ, what happens is they they know they see a man of God walking it out. That's what the Bible says. It says a just man walks in integrity. I think it's Proverbs twenty and seven. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Proverbs twenty and seven. It said, uh, um. A just man walks in integrity, but his father, I mean, a just man walks in integrity, but his children follow after him. So when you walk, when you walk out being a man of God, and you walking out godly, the, the Bible, not being perfect, but being consistent, what happens is your children look at you and say, hey, that's how you should do it. You do more. I just, I just read something on my phone. Where's my phone at? Right here. Just read something on my phone. It said this. It says a father's influence in his child's life is critical to their view of the God the Father. A father's influence in his child's life is critical to their their view of the God the Father. So 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 basically, when my sons and my kids look at me, they look at the father. They, I'm giving them the best thing of how the father loves and. The only way they're going to know who the father is and 
and get and, and, and experience the true love is through me loving them as a father loves me. If I if, if, if I'm always tough on them, they gonna think God is like that. And I've been guilty of that being tough showing there's no such thing as tough love. It's consistent love, I call it. Now, it is a, an accountability involved, but that's not, I'm, you don't beat you over the head, your kids over the head and say, you need to do this and you need to do that, and you got to meet these goals, and you got to do this and that. Man, look, I'm not called, I'm not a drill sergeant, I'm their father. And I had to just learn that. And I'm still, I'm still, I'm still going to be dead. I'm still going to hold them accountable. And I'm going to be strong minded. And I'm going to be, the, this, I'm going to discipline them, but I'm going to do it in love. We keep reading this. This book is called Man Alive by Patrick Morley. It says, attend as many of your children's activities as possible. Um, that's huge. You make time for your kids. I don't care what kind of job you do. You make time for your kids. Your presence alone will cause your kid to win inside. Let me say that again. Your presence alone will cause your kids to win inside. Because when they see you, when they see when they see you, they win inside before they win in the activity or they win in life. They got their father there. I heard Michael Michael B. Jordan say this. I'm paraphrasing. Michael B. Jordan is where he's at because of his dad. He gave his mom credit, but he's there because of his dad. Fathers, we're important. We matter. You matter, man. You may, may, you may not understand why your son treats you a certain way, and you may have, be having problems with, with your son, but your son is watching you. He's looking at you. You stay, you keep the standard, and you keep following God, and you keep loving your kids with the love of the father. Another, the ne- Number eight is eat dinner together eat dinner together my wife is really good at that we try to eat dinner together every night and like i said we protect friday nights because that's our time to really really look at movies you know have fun get some snacks that's movie night but we try to eat dinner every night with our kids because we want to set the standard of eating for dinner and be the unity togetherness as a family seeing a mom and a dad in the house seeing them grow and seeing and, and hearing and at the dinner table they let you know a lot what's on their mind trust me Expose your children to ministry. We try our best. We go to church every Sunday, but we try our best to expose them to ministry. This is ministry that I'm doing. They know I do podcasts. They know me. me you know, they know me and mom do podcasts. My, my wife's a singer. My wife does. She does. She's a gospel singer. They do that. But ministry wise, they do serve. We take them out and they serve. They serve. They serve the homeless. They serve seniors. They've, they've, they've helped with ministry projects they, they help with those things so we try to expose them to ministry we don't try to overload them with ministry but we want, we want to expose them to ministry as, as much as possible so they know the connection between God and what we're called to do right number 10 it says make your children responsible attend, to attend church we make them responsible they already know <laughs> that's, that's a no brainer they know Sunday's gonna be church. Sunday is church time. We might not push you on a, on a Wednesday night because you know that's a that's a busy time there in school and things of that nature. But we 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 know Sundays we're going to church. That's that's a that's a given. I'm just wanna I just I just wanna always be accountable to you all as my listening audience and always be accountable, you know, to um to my kids to, to 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 always love them man they need love they need a lot of love they need they need affection they need they need affirmation and they need 
conversation. <laughs> they need they need they need to be talked to, and then you need to know when they need to be left alone. They, they you have to respect their privacy. Yeah, I said that. Now we don't lock doors in our house. We don't do that. But I do respect their privacy. I try to level get privacy. And then we've been going through a thing. We just uh, we about we actually about to go through 21 days of prayer through my church. But what we've done uh, the last the last couple times is um, what what we do, what we've done recently. We've we've um, we've done uh, what we call a digital detox. So on Sundays, so during the weeks, two hours a day on all electronics, all digital things, and include me. Like I'm doing a podcast. But um, if it's not work related or, not, or nothing like that, then we don't we don't say anything about that. If you're on the phone, that that don't count. But we take two hours a day, and that's it. Put our phone in the basket. But on Sundays, we just straight up detox. We don't look. There's no electronics. There's no digital. Nothing. We don't do any kind of digital stuff. We just sit back and just relax and just uh, we play games. Or we may we may play a board game, or we may just. Oh, you know, uh, they like my son right now is drawing, and my other son is probably just chilling somewhere in this room, just relaxing, um, things of that nature. And then, then my daughter, she's watch, she's watching a little TV. But we try to get people get them off them digital devices because the, the digital devices, man, um, it, it's, it's a dopamine hit. It's another form of addiction, and we're trying to get them separated from that so they can learn how to use their frontal lobes and learn how to be focused and being able to be more attentive and it, it goes well us too we we're trying we're we're we're, we're following you know doing that too we're trying to just get away from using digital, digital devices around the house of uh, things of that nature and just learn how to have more of a social connection with each other and love each other but fathers uh we ought to love our kids where they're at we can't expect our we can't expect our, our kids to always come on our level we got to go where they're at because if we don't get them, if we don't go where they're at, somebody, the devil's going to send somebody to go on their level, and it's not going to be good. And that's that's one target of human traffickers. I'm putting it out there, sex traffickers. They target people. They target they target kids that, that had to come from a broken home. They don't, have a, they don't have a strong father in the household, or no father, for that matter. And they come from, but they, they target them, and they... they them and tell them you know you're great and all that stuff they tell them everything you're supposed to tell them all the affirmations then boom they got them and i promise i told my i promised myself and i told my wife i said i would never let the world speak what louder than my love for my kids let me say that again i would never let i would never let the world speak louder than the love that i have for my kids the love that i have for my kids in their heart will speak louder than a stranger that may try to pull them away and get them away from the house because my kids know i love them all three of them they'll treat all all of them differently and you gotta you gotta coach them you gotta love them you know they get mad at you they they don't like it but my guy told me a long time ago he said even even a player get mad mad at his coach even a even a player get mad at his coach let me say that again. Even a player get mad at this coach. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm in Alabama. Nick Saban have been pissing players off. But those players who are in the NFL, they glad that Nick Saban got in their tail because Nick, they, they are top of the top there, top of top of the line. Receivers, offensive linemen, running backs, they are top of the line. And I'm gonna put my mom, my go blue out here, Michigan. I'm pretty sure they're glad Jim Harbaugh got in their tail because the coaching and i'm gonna say this i'm gonna say this, i'm gonna say this i remember um Char- chauncey billups you know detroit piston point guard 
he said when when um when Larry when Larry Brown came to him and coached him, he said that man has one dude I couldn't stand. He said I couldn't stand him because he kept telling him, uh, uh Larry Brown kept telling uh Charles Billis to play the right way. He said play the right way, play the right way, play the right way. So Charles Billis has to go home practice, go home practice mad. But one thing about one thing about Chauncey Billups, he's missed. He's not. He's he's not. He's not Mr. Big Shot for no reason. He bought into the system. He 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 followed the instruction of this this Hall of Fame coach. And guess what? They won a ring in 2004. Went to the finals 2005, and then again, coach came in 2006. But Larry Brown took him to the championship. Made him one of the best point guards in NFL history. I mean, in NFL, NBA history. Made him one of the best point guards in NBA history. Why? Because he loved him enough. He loved him enough to tell him the truth, and loved him enough to, to discipline him and challenge him. And that's what we're called to do. We're coaching our kids, man. We're coaching our kids. Whether you're separated and you're you you got a baby mama and you got a child, you father that kid because that kid is gonna be something great god doesn't waste anything god doesn't waste anything i know men man that had fatherless i ain't gonna say fatherless i know men that had children you know and they end up you know fathering those kids man and those kids are doing great but i'm here to tell you your kids need you they need you to love them they need you to care for them and they need you to be their coach not their drill sergeant I want, you to, I, want that, I, want, I want that to sit there for a minute. Be their coach, not their drill sergeant, and be there to love them and to be there for them. Because they're going to need you. They're going to need us. But be their coach, not their drill sergeant. But thank you so much for listening in on this. A father's love. Once again, this is Dennis with the Raw Podcast signing out. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you for your time. And be blessed with a major blessing. God bless.